Hello and welcome to The Two Tones, Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett of the football world. I like to think Tony Moclo, Tony DeBolfo. I might even get my own surname right. How's that, Tony Moclair? It is episode Matty Allen. Episode Agate. Yes, yeah. very true, Tony. Lovely call. Episode oh, Matty Allen. I loved Matty's I loved Matty's work. Yes, he, a great cart man, and I know he, he went to the dark side to finish his career yes, at Whitney Hill. Not talk about but that. he comes back to Carlton Games and he loves it, Tony. He's a good man and he was a great servant of the club, as you say. Well, Tone, let's talk about the West Coast game. You have Never seen more security at a game of AFL, and yet West Coast still stole it. Somehow they found a way, Tony. Yes, 26,000 in the ground, and I suspect 5,000 of them were Secret Service. <laughs> uh, it was amazing logistical exercise. Um, you know, we were just talking off air, weren't we, about you know, the cast of thousands that were there and, and you know, the armour-plated uh, cars and um, support vehicles and, and soggies, the SOGs. soggies, soggies, sort of you know, uh, strategically placed all around the uh, the hallowed uh, the ground of the MCG. Um, I did have a bit of trouble uh, getting up the elevators. I normally take to uh, <clears throat> from the basement to the ground level of the MCG tone. I was told in no uncertain terms by a by a uh, a man who was wired up. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, you've got to use another elevator. And when I asked him which one do I use, he says, how would I know? They're American. I've been here five minutes. <laughs> they were actually okay. You know, yeah. they were, It was probably one of the most fun-loving assassins I've ever yeah. had the pleasure <laughs> of meeting, Tony. <laughs> but, um, but it, look, it was, it was just incredible to see the logistics of it all. And um, I, I thought Carlton really handled it well. You know, the, to, to take uh, the, the vice president out onto the Hello Turf, was introduced to Murph. Yeah. He was given a, a, a Biden dark navy blue jumper, which he gleefully paraded to the cameras. Excellent. And I, I, I think he genuinely enjoyed the experience uh, of being there. You know, he sat with Matty Korchek um, in the stands to yeah. watch the game as it panned out. And I know he was absolutely disappointed and crestfallen with the result, Tony. He sure wasn't he was. happy and uh, he left He left almost a broken man at the, uh, at the, the end of the game. However, as disappointing as it was, Tony, we take a lot from what we saw in that last quarter, I feel. Well, it's funny you say that because Joe Biden's boss, Obama, got elected on the slogan, yes, we can, and there was no Carlton supporter not thinking that in the last quarter. A great call, Tony, um, and I, I agree with you. It was magnificent to see that latent support, the dormant support that was there, because we had numbers there that they were fairly subdued for the most part. Mm. West Coast probably let Carlton off the hook with Aaron kicking early. Yeah. Um, so Carlton was in the game for a very, very long period of time, and um, five more minutes, I think, probably would have been enough to see the home team get over the line. But when you reflect on the game, you know, there were probably three or four instances where goals were gifted to West Coast, you know, from errant mistakes here and there, and they proved really costly. But it was so exciting to see that last quarter, uh, uh, the way it panned out, and and the Carlton people were onto it. And And I think the players to a man really rallied to the support of the members who were there. And as I say, you know, three or four more, more, more minutes, and I think it would have been a different result. We had, I'm going to protect the identity of the person who revealed this to us, Tone. Um, uh, <clears throat> there, was, there was a talk, I guess, about the, the confidence of the team. We're coming off a couple of big losses, and the, player, the playing group may have had their, their confidence dented a little bit. That's, that, um, I guess, uh, 
that they that they gone into their shells. That seemed to evaporate in the last quarter. There was they were dancing like nobody was watching. No, very true, Tony. And I think <clears throat> look, what we have to do is here is compliment the the selection committee. You know, I, I know there was a change in force with Levi out, but you'd have to say that the the ins all performed for Carlton at the weekend. And and I think uh, what gave all of us so much joy was the performance of that that young brigade of players. You yeah. Know? Uh, to see Jack Silvani, Charlie Kurnow clunk a couple, Jakob Vietering going forward and <laughs> taking those that? magnificent marks and kicking truly, yeah. you know, no problems at all with the with the finishing for goal. I, I think when you come away from that game, and I, I certainly thought this leaving, I was disappointed with the result, but I was so very heartened by what I saw in that last quarter. Uh, you know, Cripps too, I must commend, uh, had a fairly quiet first half in Gibbs, but really turned it around and, mm. and found a way to get Carlton back into the game. And I, I think you come away quite buoyant and upbeat by what you saw um, because the future is in those players that I mentioned and, and it's exciting. You know, all these players basically needed games under their, under their belt and they are going to be great players for Carlton, that's for sure. Let's talk about Weedering up front because they were they were exciting grabs. They were you know they were contested marks. Well, he's got the height. He's got but you know what he's, he's got, got the abundance smarts. is the smarts. He's smart. When you think that probably in recent weeks it, it was a, it's been something of a rarity to see a, a, a key position Carlton player take a, a mark in their forward fifty. Yeah, it's been the real um, the real uh, I guess disappointment in the way the team's performed, that we haven't found a way getting the ball into our scoring zone. Uh, the back line, as ever, was, you know, supreme. Um, had a great year and it seems to be really set. The midfield, obviously, the loss of Murphy is is really kicked in. Uh, and yet we, we've struggled to find a way through the big sticks up forward. I think what Weedering gave us was something that we'd, we'd sorely needed for, mm. for some time now. Someone that was... Ha- in a position to take a, a couple of really big pack marks, you know, uh, and find a way through to the goals. And um, it's a testimony, as you said, Tony, to um, I think Vietering's raw ability, but also his smarts, you know, that he was able to get himself into the right position to really to really make an impact for the team where we needed it most. What do you do then, just a hypothetical, obviously, Tone, but if he has shown that... He can perform up that end of the ground. Yes. And do you, you know, do you swap him around? I know Levi's coming back next week. It was only a one-match suspension that he had. Well, that's true too. And Harry Mackay was probably, you know, thereabouts. If you know his good form continues, we'll, I, I dare say we're going to get to see him in action at some stage. So, I think, I think, look, what I, th- I guess the best way of answering that question is that we know that uh, Yarkov can. Swing forward or back. There's no no dramas there at all. And uh, in this game, you have to be versatile, you know, and and have that capacity to basically play anywhere. So I think I think I think what you know, uh, Bryn Bolton has at his disposal is a is extremely versatile footballer that's capable of playing either end, you know. And uh, it'll be horses for courses, you know. Mm. Uh, um, who's to say that we don't see um, uh, you know Vitering as a as a you know forward line player. For the long haul, um, I think it'll it'll depend on the the time and place. Um, but what we do know is that he's capable of um, of performing at either end. 
Didn't we hear that story of um, Jakob in a junior grade match? He played for the opposition. Yes. He um, basically they were a man down. So yes. they said, Jakob, you go. And Vietering kicked, I think, <laughs> no. eight of their ten goals in the second half. That's very true. So he's had that experience yeah. previously. And, and look, if you think back to someone like Stephen Silvani, I mean, fullback of the century, admittedly, but he, he kicked, I think he kicked a couple of hundred plus goals for Carlton. Drifting forward. I'd say, I'd and, say he was always happier forward. Oh, well, and, and, and I mean, I, I think he, I remember him kicking bags of eight and nine. I think he might have uh, bobbed up with eight or nine against West Coast for memory. So there was a player that was capable of playing at either end. And, and, and perhaps what we're seeing in Wietering now is that versatility, um, the capacity to, to um, and the smarts to be able to adapt to any role on the field, whether forward or back. And, and that's just a, a great thing for, for Carlton and for the for Bryn Bolton, that he knows he's got a player capable of doing the job wherever it might be. He was very, well, not very up, but certainly compared to last week, the press conference was a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yes. Because, uh, you know, Brendan Bolton just talked about the emerging potential of the group, the green shoots, that wow. got mentioned a lot, and there was ample evidence, obviously. That, that's so very true, Tony. And, and you think about it, you know, in the cold light of day now, yeah, how much you want to see Mackay in there and, and, oh, yeah. and David Cunningham, you know, and, and just play them all. You know, we, we, we want to see these players. This is the future of the club and we want to see them up and about. And um, I think I think that's where it all goes well for Carlton, that we, we've got a, a core of players that are, are young and are going to be there for the long haul as Carlton continues to reinvent, reinvent itself. We're probably going to be privy to some more good early selections this year in the draft. Um, be interesting to see how we go in the, you know, the, the pre-draft trade period. That, that'll be interesting again. Maybe Soss can pull a rabbit out of the hat as he did last year. But I, th- I think we're going to continue to see turnover of, uh, turnover of the playing group and we, we're just getting good young players into the, to, this, uh, to this club and, um, as I said earlier, that, those players are the future of Carlton. Well, you look at the way the play shook when uh, uh, Silvani kicked that goal... And you think that that's a fairy tale of sorts for Carlton supporters. This is the third generation now. Um, I was listening to a game a couple of weeks ago on the radio and I hear the name Silvani uh, for Carlton and I just think, hang on, it was yesterday that I was listening to his old <laughs> man going around and I'm feeling very old all of a sudden. Time. And but that is, that is the future and that is what will get bums on seats for Carlton. That's true. They that, are so excited. That's very true, Tony. And if you take it back further to when Sergio Silvani played, can you imagine the joy that must have brought the Italian community to hear a name, that name that yeah. they could identify with playing the great Australian game. And, yeah. I, and I think what, what, what the Silvanis have done have really galvanised the Carlton community. You know, it's a great story. It's, a, it's just a magnificent family story. And um, long may the story continue, Tony. It's, uh, it's just magnificent to be part of it and um, sitting back and, and, and reading the tale. Uh, he's great to watch. Can I just he's say? He's great to I, watch. Like he's another smart player. Yes. Another smart player like, like uh, Jakob. Uh, let's not um, uh, ignore the great work of uh, Kerno. That was... Well, it was again, you know, there's a player that's uh, coming off um, about a glandular fever that's, yeah. you know, had an injury-interrupted, well, an illness-interrupted season this year and uh, it's probably had to do it the hard way. But, you know, he's at that stage uh, in his career where he's still finding his feet. But... Um, I, I sort of made the point uh, afterwards that you, with with these players that we mentioned, Kerno being one of them, 
you actually see the improvement of these fellows almost from quarter to quarter. Mm. I mean, the improvement is so dramatic. And with the, each contest, uh, there's a new experience and, uh, you know, and they learn from it and they grow because of it. And, and I, I just think the improvement of these players is so dramatic. Um, that's probably the attraction of watching Carl at the moment, that you're seeing, you're seeing the future played out before your eyes. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's getting better by the minute. Well, look, if we can um, keep last year's grand finalists as honest as we did, um, yes, you know, seven points. It was a, it was a. Oh, look, you know, and, and when you when you look at, you know, the, the, uh, obviously Cripper missed a, a pretty, you know, gettable set shot, and there were others that were gifted. You know, I think I think Liam Sumner might have coughed one up. Whitey the same. There were a couple through the course of the game that that were were just poor decisions at the time that really, really hurt us on the scoreboard. Yeah. And when you break that down, you know, you take that out of the equation, suddenly we're three or four up. Um, so you do you do wonder what might have been, you know, with that result. But it is a, um, a strong learning curve, curve for this group, young group and fingers crossed they'll be the better for it when they, um, they run out this weekend. Well, to quote another Obama platitude, we experienced the audacity of hope in that last quarter. But I don't... Uh, you know, and I'm sure I'm the same as a lot of supporters here. You just want an honest contest and you want to see the kids played. Seven points, seven points, meh, who cares? It would have been great to win. But, you know, if this is further evidence that uh, we're tracking upwards, then you'll take that any day of the week. And, and that's a great point you make about honesty of performance because I think, by and large, notwithstanding the, you know, the mistakes here and there, it was a four-quarter performance. Mm. I, th- I think the team you know, started a little bit slowly, but, but I, they hung in, they hung in. They were in the game for a long time and with an ounce of luck probably could have pinched at the finish. So um, Brendan Bolton's been seeking four quarters from this group. And that was, you know, that was close, close enough to it. And um, I think that's a challenge now for the for the players towards um, as in the run home to the final game. Can they string four quarter performances together from here on in? That that is the challenge. I'll get your votes in a second time, but I just want to mention the Orange Sox. Um, when I saw them, I thought, now is this true? Going way back to Carlton's origins, the players once ran out with orange caps on because of a. Connection to the Loyal Orange Order. Well, well, I don't know if well that might be a, a, a that might be a, a, another story. I don't yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. What I do know, you're right that they did wear, wear orange caps. My understanding was it was distinguished to distinguish Carlton from I don't know whether it was University or who it was that were also in Dark Navy. Oh, so okay. when the two teams yep. played, yep. Carlton wore orange caps to distinguish themselves from their opponents. And I always said I always said here if you look at Orange and Navy. And Dark Navy, it's a magnificent yeah. combination. Yeah. And I was trying to lobby some years ago to have the, the away strip orange with the blue. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, it, uh, it didn't get too far. And it, I, I regret it, that because it, I, I think it could have worked. It's a pretty freighted colour. Um, in, well, yeah. I'd say in this country, you know, with the... Wow. You know, I guess, I, well, well, didn't worry, G- undertones. Yeah, didn't worry GWS. Ago. Well, that's true. That's true. But, <laughs> but um, I, 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 it's an interesting... Uh, comment you make though I, I, maybe I need to delve a little bit more into the um, you know the murky depths of uh, early history here and, and see if there were you know there were um, undertones back to um, back to Ireland well I, I just remember Tom Elliott saying that he to said me. that he said, yeah it was maybe just a wind up for me because I'm a uh, of Catholic Irish extraction, but anyway, um, <laughs> but a but a hell of a nice bloke. Well, I tried, I do what I can. <laughs> now, Tone, um, your your votes. 
Yes, well, again, I, I found it somewhat difficult, Tony, because there were players that were really good performers for Carlton and others that bobbed up at crucial moments. You know, um, I'm going to go with one vote to Simon White. Um, Excellent. A, a, again, Whitey is the sort of player that plays for keeps. I love the way he plays, yeah. you, know, uh, uh, you know, really puts his body on the line. A hard nut. We need a lot of yeah. players of his ilk. I went... Uh, with Cripper for two votes. I, I thought he was down early, but, I mean, he really, um, you know, turned the game on its on its ear, I thought. Uh, in, in the last quarter, I mean, he was running rampant. It was magnificent to see. I, I give him credit because he, he obviously found a way to shake the tag. Yeah. With Murphy not there, a lot of the, of the um, workload has fallen to him and mm. with it a lot of opposition attention. Mm. But I think what was great about Cripps' game was that he found a way, you know, to 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 uh, extricate himself from the tag and become a really significant player for Carlton. And three votes. What a year. The little big man in the number six Guernsey, Cade Simpson. I, I just thought he was superb for four quarters. Uh, I, I just... What a year he's had. I mean, it's ex- extraordinary year. Um, and, um, you know... Brent Harvey, look out. I mean, this bloke, yeah. I mean, he, he's probably got another 200 in him, uh, the way he's going. It was just magnificent to see, you know, body on the line stuff, t- typical Simo performance, and um, uh, long may he reign at, uh, at Carlton as a player. Great, great performance from him. Still on a high from his appearance at Fairfield Primary School with uh, <laughs> Doc earlier in the yeah. week. I, I, I'm I t- amazed t- that you weren't there. I, I tell you, if you think the security for Joe Biden at the MCG <laughs> was something, <laughs> snipers on the roofs everywhere when Simo walks in. He has did to you be walk, protected. Did you, did you front up in a crash helmet, Tony, to pick your kids up there? <laughs> no. No, uh, no, just usual civvies for me. Now, um, Sydney, the SCG, that well, is – wouldn't you – it's um, it's probably the ultimate test, isn't it? Really, I suppose Sydney on their own dunghill, uh, the SCG, one forty-five uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, again, you know, it's a it's a, an enormous challenge for um, for uh, the Carlton team this week. Um, Sydney on their own uh, home ground are going to be a formidable foe. Uh, they'll be probably smoking after that, um, you know, that yeah. last gasp loss to Cyril. Hawthorne. Thank you, Cyril. Um, so, uh, un- unfortunately, you know, Carlton are probably going to be uh, um, copying a uh, fairly hostile um, opposition in, in the Swans this week. But that's good. That's good. You know, it, it, it'll, it'll, it's an enormous challenge for yeah. for the Carlton players. And, and let's hear how they respond to, a you know, a bona fide uh, finalist in 2016. Um, um, yeah, it'll 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 be it'll be interesting just to see how how our players stand up to this test because it will be a test, no doubt about that. There's been a lot of great moments at the SCG. There was a, a night final there. I'm trying to remember the year time. Was it 2014? Or was yes. it earlier than that? Remember the the club's changing rooms were about. They were located somewhere in the Blue Mountains. <laughs> And uh, the, the team had to walk all the way in. Right. It was one of Juddy's great games right. from memory. It was, and there was the a, ball was wet. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was the week after we'd beaten Richmond. Is that right? I, 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 don't, I don't believe it was a final. Uh, I think it was okay. sort of maybe perhaps the latter half of that, of that season. But okay. um, he, he, he literally willed Carlton over the line yeah. that game, Chris Judd. Yeah. That, that was probably one of the, you know, the greatest single performances you'd ever wish to see. Uh, he had a good track record up at Sydney yeah. Juddy. You know, he he, um, he tore them apart in that third quarter, that final at ANZ Stadium, I recall. 
yep. some years ago. Um, so, um, look, it hasn't been a, a, the happiest of hunting grounds. You know, it's, I mean, for any team visiting the SCG, it's, um, it's going to be a, a, you know, a baptism of fire probably. Um, but, but you, know, you, you, you know, to be any good in this competition, you've got to face opposition that is the best. And it's how, how you react to it, how you respond to it, how you weather it and how, how you hit back at it. So um, I, I think Carlton uh, can take a lot away from the West Coast game and can go into this game uh, against City with a fair degree of confidence and probably a reasonable amount of freedom to play. Mm. I, I think the pressure will be on Sydney to perform and do its own, but Carlton should really look at this as a, a magnificent opportunity to make a statement against a team that is obviously challenging for a premiership. So uh, let's see let's see what happens. Well, it wouldn't be the two tones without me asking how Murph is tracking. Will oh, he be geez. back or not? And how long's uh, Kieran Burns out for? Well, Kieran Byrne, I think, is pretty much gone for the best part of 12 uh, months. Okay. Like the, the, it's an interior right. cruciate, so unfortunately he's got to go through the rehab and, and uh, what have you to get himself back. Murph, it still remains a little bit of an unknown. We seem to trot out the perennial one to two weeks. It's like um, waiting for Goddard. Yeah, it's uh, it's when you think back to that incident with Dangerfield, it, it seems so innocuous. Yeah. It's hard to believe that something like that could have such an impact. But obviously, it's um, well, at least we won that game. If well, there's we, anything that, that anything good came out of it, it was that. No, that that was that was good. Um, so again, we're going to have to probably do it without him this week. Um, so again, the test on Cripps and, and Gibbs is enormous. Um, but let's see how we fare. Um, you know, great challenge for the Carlton team and, and all power to them. It's um, a great opportunity, I think. Uh, I, I think um, a betting man would say that Yarks won't be back in the team. Um, I don't want to preempt anything, but um, does that mean Mikhail Cunningham steps up that, that uh, the match committee will just roll the dice on some of those younger players and just say, look, you know, in the spirit of Fromells, we're just going to throw them into combat. <laughs> and uh, look, I think I think you're probably right with Harry Mackay. I I I, I would uh, I dare say that uh, Brendan Bolton the, and the coach are desperate to have a look at him. You know, at this at senior league level. Yeah. Has he done enough? Maybe maybe one run. Uh, you know, he kicked two on his mm. return match. Might be enough. Don't know. Um, it's a it's a you know, a, um, I guess an issue that. The brain trust will have to deliberate long and hard over, but, you know. On a personal level, you'd love to see him out there yeah. you know, playing this week, and um, you know, uh, we, 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 it's a wait and see approach. I, I suspect he might need another game under his belt, but who knows? They might um, they might tempt fate and throw him in, you know, because we we all want to see Harry in action and David Cunningham for that matter too. Mm. You know, that'll complete the um, the senior appearances of the of the quintet that was taken in last year that um, I guess Carlton are hoping to build the, build their teams of the future around. So um, it's very exciting, isn't it, the prospect that Harry might uh, get a run this week. Uh, let's see how it pans out at selection time. Indeed. Watch this space. Uh, VFL News, the Northern Blues take on the Footscray Bulldogs this Sunday at 2pm at Icon Park. Uh, Northern are coming off a good win against North Ballarat and Blues fans will be pleased to hear that uh, 2015 draftee uh, Harry McKay's you just said, Tone kicked two goals in his return game. Uh, look, we um, 
uh, we just fingers crossed it'll be uh, an intriguing contest, whatever happens, and we just uh, hope that there's no blowout, that we see plenty of green shoots continue to emerge against the blood. Well, we hope so, Tony. I don't know if you're heading up there, eh? I'm no. tempted to be driving up this weekend, actually. It's, no, uh, but, uh, I like the SCG. I, I quite like the, ch- the old world charm of it. You know, it's... Um, uh, and I don't mind the idea of heading into a hostile environment to support the team. Um, I've never seen a game there. Have you? Have. Never. Oh, no. I, I remember going up there years ago to see Dermot play for the Swans against Hawthorne for the first time. Oh, okay. And that was uh, – I was sent up there on assignment. And that was – it was just a great experience to be there to see football at the old – at the old uh, – at the old – it's a lovely stadium there, CG. And um, I, for one, am glad the Swans are uh, – Back there now, and you know they've ditched A and Z, yes. and um, because I, I am a fan of the old, uh, you know, the historic suburban venue, where um, there should be more of them. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't are you listening AFL? <laughs> I'm sure they do. Everyone listens to the two tones. Uh, Tony DeBolfo, Tony Demo, um, uh, Tony DeMoclair signing off. I changed my name again for the third time in the course of 25 minutes. We will catch you next week, episode 25. I don't know what player I'm going to reference there. I'm oh, sport for choice. Alexander the Great, surely. Oh, or the Fifth Meister. Well, you know, Star <laughs> Breakfast Radio. Uh, the Two Tones signing out now. We'll catch you next week and go Blues.